military. As you go through a cemetery, um, what do you see in the cemetery, Saints? Gravesites. Gravesites, headstones, crosses. Grave you see sites. mausoleums. Huh? You see mausoleums. Mausoleums. What else you see, say? Flowers. Churches. Grass. And people, people. Who, are, who are coming to uh, pay their respects to their loved ones. Uh-huh. Now, you see them white marble things on a lot of those uh, graves. What do those things mean? Headstones. I mean, what is a headstone? I mean, is it something for your head? No, it's something It's to write a message uh, so, uh, stating what you remember. Hmm. Or Anyone else? Go ahead. Or it's 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 something that someone that you can put like their death and the year that they live from the day the year that they was born to the mm -hmm. day that they passed. Mm-hmm. Which is something anyone like else? Marker. Marker. To let you let them know it let them know that that's that's who's here. Who was who mm -hmm. is here? Who it's to let them know, hey, look, I don't want to be visiting somebody else's grave site when I'm thinking it's grandpa's. <laughs> <laughs> but that tombstone tells what? Gives you all the information of, the, of, of who, who they there. were and where they were. Yeah, who is there? It tells you who was buried there, who was put to rest, who was laid down in the ground. Mm -hmm. And then it also... It, it, it gives you a location so that you know where to go to to pay your respects and honor <laughs> on the on the day that they they passed away. Mm. Amen. Yes, Fred. I see you smile. No, no, I say you can honor them any day. It doesn't matter what day you honor them. Well, the the, the cemetery is the cemetery. So yes, you can mm -hmm. honor them any day, but some people want to go to the location. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm saying you go, to location, you go to the location any day. You can go five times a year. You can go every day. But we, like. ain't, we ain't talking about the day. We talking about what's, what is that tombstone? What's the purpose of that tombstone? To mark where the person died. I mean, mark that the person who's there and to write something on a tombstone to remember the person by the day. You remember the day they lived, they were born, remember the day they died, and sometimes you put a message about the person on the tombstone. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. It tells you something about that person that's under that tombstone. What's that got to do with Memorial Day, Saints? You're remembering. You're remembering uh, the person who died. Not remembering so much the person that died, but it's telling you something about that person. Right. And now the question is comes to you. What's gonna be on your tombstone, Saints? Oh my God. Oh. It depends on who's riding on it. That's right. I hate to imagine. <laughs> Not much. The more you write, the more it costs. <laughs> oh, but then I ain't gonna get one. <laughs> Somebody Man. said once of a walking through a cemetery and the stone read, "Where I am, you gonna be soon." Oh no! Oh, no. Oh, no. And I said, I, I, "I don't know where you at, but." <laughs> <laughs> So, but right now, Saints, you're what's going to be on your tombstone. The life you're living now is what's going to be written. Were you a loving person, a forgiving person? Hopefully. And you're living that memory right now. What are people going to remember about you on Memorial Day? Mm. And it's important that we begin to live like Christ lived. 
the things he did. We we celebrate um, on every first Sunday. We do we do the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that, Saints? In remembrance of In Him. Remembrance. Wouldn't that be called a Memorial Day? Yes, sir. At very Anybody? least a, a, a memorial uh, service, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I say that's called, that's also called, like, I say that because God died on the cross for us and he shed his blood for us. That's why we do first Sunday communion service because he knew that we knew that he died for our sins. Mm-hmm. But the, but the death, the death is the part that, that gives us the memorial aspect of, of, of what we're talking about. Because without mm-hmm. that, we'd still be talking about what he's doing instead of what he's done. Mm-hmm. Amen. And overseer on Memorial Day, like on the first Sunday, why is it so important that we remember what the Lord did for us? Uh, it's important because it's the way through eternal life. If you don't remember what God has done for you, you are ignorant to the fact that you are a supernatural being. You are not only flesh and blood, you are a spiritual being. And in remembering God and what he did for us, on, he said, do this in remembrance of me. In other words, you go back and over your life and look and see how you have progressed. Uh, are you standing still? Have you shown more love in your life as life went on? Have you... Graduating from Sunday school and, and through an adult, are uh, you going from a child to an adult? Are you just standing still? Amen. So now, before, did, there was something. Now, is it just okay to just go in there and take the Lord's Supper to remember Him? No. I mean, you can't just say, well, it's the first Sunday. I'm going to break me off a piece of cracker and drink me a little juice to remember what he did. Do we just do that? Go ahead, Evangelist. You can't just do that. You also got to know him as your Lord and Savior person of Jesus Christ. You have to become baptized. Uh Uh-huh. No. Okay. Yeah, but I eat I eat crackers and juice all the time. See? Does that mean that I'm remembering him? See there? Go ahead. I'm just That's the way. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You want to interject anything in this yet? Uh, Are I'll you wait. holding on to? I'm waiting. You're waiting. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. See, Saints, it's not just enough to remember. Mm. But he said before you take this thing, he gave a what? An instructions. And he gave a warning. He said, many have taken it unworthy. We went back earlier and we talked about remembering and how we have to be able to forgive someone and we 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 remember the things we didn't do before that person passed. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, saints, we hold on to guilt because we didn't get rid of that thing before that person passed. Now we're trying to make it seem like you ever been to a funeral and everybody is just boo-hooing and, and just and you looking at them and says, man, you couldn't stand that person. How are you in here now boo-hooing and, and acting like it was all that in a bag of chips when you hated this person? I remember how you talked about them last week. How are you going to act like now it was all right with you when saints, it wasn't all right. 
And it's the same thing with the Lord's Supper. You can't just go in and take the Lord's Supper when you know in your heart that things ain't right with you and the Lord. You can't just act like that person that left here was all right with you when you didn't forgive them or you left here with unforgiveness in your heart. This is what Memorial Day should be about, saying getting it right now. Before that person leaves here, getting it right now. So on your tombstone won't be like Fred says, he wonder, oh my God, what's going to be written about him? Thanks, you write today that you know in your heart of hearts, if God called you home today, you got a place waiting for you. Not a place that's going to be like a sauna. It's rather like eggs. <laughs> or a place that's going to be like uh, Mount St. Helen with lava running. Instead of hot water, lava running all around you. So today, let's take that warning serious thing, that Memorial Day. I'm going to make sure today that I'm right. That when people look back on me when I'm gone, they're going to say how I live. Not like, just like Have Mercy said, you can't, um, let me see, I wrote it down. Your audio matches your video. You didn't say one thing, but people saw another thing. Let's make sure, Saints, that we're right. That when our number's called, our memorial will be just like Christ's memorial. He said, peace, I leave you. No greater love that you're willing to lay your life down for somebody else. You're not going to hold on to things that you should let go. Through love and kindness have I drawn you. If you're not drawing saints, you need to check the love and kindness in you. No greater love. How great is your love? Hmm. Amen. And yeah, when I mean, the if onlys come, there'll be maybe real light. This is going to work. What are your if only saints today? Get it straight right. today while there's still breath and blood running warm in your veins. You can make your if-onlys real light. Be watchful. Stand firm in what you not only say, but in the way you act. Stand firm on the word. I see your hand. Oh, I read somewhere where, where um, a person was in the in the gravesite, I mean, in the in the casket, and you saying, well, "Why couldn't you come visit me when I was alive? Everybody's come to visit me now that I'm I'm expired." Uh huh. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what I feel I need to do is I need to keep in contact with people and let them know I love them before they expire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Pastor used to sing a song, "Give me my flowers." Thanks. <laughs> we need to give each other their flowers now. Don't wait till they're gone and have flowers all around that box. Because them very flowers going to either sit there in that graveyard to somebody come along and throw them in the trash. But give people their flowers now. Tell them how much you love them. Show them how much you love them while they're alive. Not wait till they're gone. Show forgiveness now, not hold on to small and insignificant things while they're alive. So they can smell those flowers. They can feel the love, not just, you hear people stand up and they say the most beautiful things over that box. But when that person was alive, they said nothing to them. 
Don't let your Memorial Day be after they're gone. Hallelujah. Them while they're yet. Amen. Amen. Any questions? Any comments? Amen. At this time, I turn it over to the hands of our pastor. Praise the Lord. Anybody got a place? There we go. Um, <laughs> memories. Have you ever heard people say, you remember what you want to remember? Uh-huh. <clears throat> memories, depending on the state that you're in, when they re they're received, depends on where they stay. Why do you think it's important that Jesus tells us to do this in remembrance of him? Well, isn't he the one that created the mind? And he knows how the mind works. And he knows that if you don't put attention to the memory, that in time it will fade. Let's dig a little deeper. How, how does the brain work? He created the brain and he knows best on how that brain works. And we all know that if the neurons are not in synchrony, when a memory is implanted in your brain, then it's not attached to an emotional state. If they're not going the same way, this was synchrony means the memory, the neurons have to be going the same way in order for it to plant itself in an emotional state where you don't forget. So the question is, do you want to remember or do you not want to remember when that memory is implanted in you? Are you focused in that emotional state? Let's say it again. God created the mind. He created the brain. And the neurons, I'm just digging a little deeper because Pastor Mahomes said it all. The neurons have to be in synchrony. They have to be going the same way in order for that memory to fall into a strong emotional state to where you remember. If they're going in different directions, that means you don't, either you didn't care as much about what you were trying to remember, or you wasn't focused on what you were trying to remember, or it didn't mean much and you'll forget it faster. And God knows that the brain works that way. That's why he says, do this as often as you can. Bring this in remembrance of me. Why? Because he wants us to put our neurons of thinking back into sequence. He doesn't want us to forget. Question is, why is memory so important? Why do we have to remember? If you go back it's today, it kind of changes. Go ahead. It changes your behavior. I think the things that you remember on reflect on your behavior. Yes, it does. Whether good or bad. And it not only does it reflect on your behavior, but it reflects on everything else that comes too. What about walking? We have to remember to take one step in front of the other. We make a conscious decision that we want to remember how to walk. We want to remember how to eat. We want to remember how to do things. Memory takes you not, it takes you to your next level in places and things and your ability spiritually and emotionally. Memories play a great part of everything. That's why it's such a great big deal when people are losing their memory. Our memory is a gift from God and we should use it because he has created it to mature us. To bring us back to where we should be when we go get to that place of wanting to forget because our focus are, is off for us because we're involved with so many different things. God brings us right back. Remember me, I died for you. Remember what happened last time you sinned in this area so that you don't do it again. Memory. Remember the people who were here and taught you lessons, your mom, your dad. He said, trade up a child, all of those. Remember why? Because it helps 
us to mature, to learn, to connect, to grow, to enhance. Memories is just not something you throw around. It is a gift. We have to remember God is the same God today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And when we began to forget, God says, go back and re-remember and put those neurons back in synchrony because I want it to be just as fresh as it was when you first received it to remember. And the only time your neurons get off sync is when your focus is not on what you're trying to remember. Do you think those who are not having communion every month are thinking about remembering Jesus died on that cross? You think they're thinking about it just as fresh? There was a reason God said, do this in remembrance of me. He said he didn't want us to forget. And that's for us to mature. That's for us to remember. When, when Jesus says something, he just, he just didn't throw it out there like a fly by night. Some of us spend more time remembering our own birthdays than we remember Jesus. Go out our way to remember. Well, we're putting them neurons all back in place. We're going to buy a cake. We're sending out all them invitations. We're planning all month. Well, Jesus wants us to do that with him. Put them neurons back in place. Mm -hmm. Bring them back. They're getting mm -hmm. off sequence. I want them to be in synchrony. I want them to be turning and going at the same time. Why? Because when they go at the same time, study this, it plants into a deep emotional state. And that emotional states helps you to hold on to that memory. When we go back and we remember communion, we're putting those neurons, that brain that he created, we're putting it back in synchrony. It causes this emotional uh, uh, remembrance. God, I remember Jesus. I remember what he did for me. I remember how he loved me. Oh, how I praise him. Scripture. Oh, Pastor, question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that's the reason why so often we hold on to old ways and old habits is because we don't remember. In other words, like saying we continue to get angry about certain things and we continue to hold on to certain things that people have done to us and we're not remembering what Christ did for us. So you think that by not remembering, we stay into the same state of being that we're in. Is that what I'm hearing? Let's go back to mm -hmm. the, the first question. We heard people say, you remember what you want to remember. See, the enemy plays mind games. Hmm. Remember we talked about a long time ago? He'll play mind games because our mind is the first thing that we have to depend on when we go to God. We have to think and go to God and repent and say, God, I was wrong. I believe you. All of that comes from thinking first. And so the enemy wants to attack your mind. And he would rather your focus, your neurons, your brain neurons to be off sync so that you cannot focus. You'll find yourself focusing on fear, focusing on what things have done in your past, focusing on how you are abused when you're a child, focusing on fantasies and things that you have experienced that was in your face because why it was fun while you were there. But when God says, remember me, that's supposed to draw us all the way back and knock all of that stuff out like a big bowling ball on a bowling ball aisle so to put us right back in place. When we choose to remember sin, that's just like anything else. We chose sin because it was either fun, it was it felt good, we were scared into sin, whatever it is. It all depends on where you are at and what you want to remember, where you place it. And do place, you'll always place it in the right place if you go through Jesus first when you're doing it. Because the enemy, again, will try to attack your mind. Maybe you could be reading your Bible and up comes some old craziness from the past. Why? Because he's trying to get in your head to take your focus off. But the one thing I know about the enemy, God has given us the power through the Holy Spirit here 
to cancel out any attacks that the enemy brings our way. So what I'm saying is once your mind sees the game he playing, when he comes now, you have already put your focus back. You've put your mind back into remembering what Jesus has done for you in the past. You have no problem telling the enemy that you don't have no, no, no room to sit into my subconscious mind. You're done. Poof, be gone. You're a liar. So many memories when you're healthy in the brain comes by where you place it, how you practice it, how often you choose to remember it and we go back and revisit. Because memories was given to us to grow, to mature, to be better. Turn to Joshua 4. I've been studying this all week. Had no idea he was going to be talking about memories. While we're turning there, I want to remind you that our memories and where we place them are a discipline. And we're going to find that out in scripture. Joshua 4. And we're in the passage of scripture right between the time. Right between the time the uh, slaves had come out of Egypt. And right before the time, Deborah was doing her thing, or Deborah. I'm not, not her. Yeah, well, that too. But they were getting ready to go into the promise. Joshua 4. It says, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people. One from each tribe, okay? And tell them to take 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. Fred, what's the Jordan? The river that okay. um, they crossed over, the river okay, that they crossed over to receive what God had promised them to the promised land. There we go. So there was instruction given by the Lord to Joshua to get 12 men that represent the 12 tribes. And he was given instruction for them to pick up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. Okay. Now, Fred said that this Jordan is a river, right? Hmm, have you ever gone yes. to the river? And can you see the stones in the river when the water's flowing? Oh. Yes. No, if they're not up there under the river. If they're on top of the river, mm -hmm. you can. But if you have stones up under the river, you can't see them. Okay. <laughs> then it says, let's start at number three. And tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. Somebody trying to sign them. from right where the priest was standing and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. And he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, each of you, and pick up a stone. Okay. You guys follow me so far? He said, you guys go into mm -hmm. the, I done said it three times, go into the middle of the Jordan and pick up a stone, okay? Then he says, place them on your shoulder according to the number of tribes in the Israelites to serve as you sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? 
tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan was cut off. These stones are to be a memorial. To the people of Israel forever. What am I saying? So here we are. These people are coming out of Egypt, getting ready to go into their promise. Looking toward going into their promise. And God says to them, I want you to create a memory for your children, which were futures to come. I want you to create a memory. And that memory was not just any memory. He said, take those stones and stack them. They call those things cards. You see them on the side of the rope sometimes. He said, I want you to take those stones and I want you to stack them on the, on the side of the river so that your children come back and you're going to be able to tell them, God did this for me. God brought us out of Egypt. God stopped the Jordan River so that we could walk through it without getting wet. God showed a miracle on that day. God was being all that he is and some more. God did this. God created a memory. And the act of the stones being placed, here we go, was putting the neurons back in synchrony. When those children in the future began to forget, they will revisit the pile of rocks to put the memory back in place, just like we do in memory of me. Do this in the remembrance of me. God wants us to constantly renew our minds putting the neurons back in synchrony to continue to remember how grand he had been to us, how great he has been. Man, these people were slaves for 400 years. God talked it, brought them out and allowed them to see the whole river stop so that they can stroll through there without getting wet. Man, God has done those same type of miracles in our lives today. That's why I said Memorial Day to me is more than just someone who, a military person who has died or grandma or grandpa that has died. It's another memory of just reminding us of how good and how great God has been in our lives, our forefathers' lives, our ancestry lives. And just as God had planted these people up to where their children can come back, was, they were coming back to, because remember the Ark of the Covenant represented Jesus in the Old Testament thing. They were remembering the thought of God. New Testament, we have communion. We're remembering the thought of God. He doesn't want us to forget. And God knows Satan better than he knows himself. He made him. He made Satan. And he knows that Satan wants to play mind games. That's why there's these, these fantasies and these dreams and these fearful thoughts and these evil thoughts and these gossiping thoughts and these bad. That's why our brains are attacked. That's because of the enemy. But if we go back to them rocks, if we always go back, Jesus is a rock. If we go back, we will always, always put ourselves back in sync, renewing our minds and going back to where God wants us to be. He's a redeemer. He ain't stopped redeeming. He redeemed us when he got up from that dead place. Our minds belong to him. It's the enemy that's attacking it, but our minds belong to him. Our yeas are our yeas, and our nays are our nays. So why do we remember? Why are memories important? They're important because it brings us back to our foundation. And so we don't make the same mistake twice. There you go. And that we don't forget 
that he is the same God yesterday. He is the same God today. He is the same God tomorrow. We, we serve the same God that literally rose people from the dead, right dead smack in people's face. Mm -hmm. Man, you better go get yourself. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was thinking back on something Have Mercy had said last week on how he saw this lady that was going through something and he went right over to her and began to minister to her. He may have thought he might have been talking, but he was ministering to her. And a lot of times, saints, trials come in our life, things come in our life that like pastor saying that the memory of what christ did for us should touch us in a way that would make us have mercy on somebody else and so often we look at these situations as being something other than what they are but god put these things in our life to see where we are how are we going to handle it when somebody does something to us, do we retaliate the way they did it to us? Or do we come back at them with love, remembering what Christ did for us? So it's like you're saying, Pastor, if these neutrons aren't in order, you're going to react negatively when God is trying to give a pot to get a positive reaction out of us. So a lot of time we're not able to give a positive reaction because we've not been to the fountain in a while. We've not read our scriptures in a while. We've not been on our knees in a while. So we're not in sync with God. In other words, the devil's been having his reign in your life. And this is what's going to come out of you. Mm -hmm. Bible scholars, remember... Uh, when Jesus was in the desert, what does Satan say? I'll give you kingdoms. I'll, um, I'll, um, I'll, um, if you worship me, I'll mm -hmm. give you the world. Isn't that a mm -hmm. mind game? Isn't that a mind game? Mm -hmm. Think about That's when what? Adam and Eve was in the garden. What did he say to her? He said, if you eat this fruit, You'll have knowledge. A mind game. Well, go to Job. Go to all of them. That's the only thing he <laughs> think he got. He wants to play with your mind. Man, if he could get your mind, then, man, they won't be even smart enough to think that they have to go, they should go and repent before God. They won't even think about going and having a conversation with God. They won't even think about having forgiveness. He, if he can get your mind. And that's why he wants your neurons out of whack. He wants your neurons going all kinds of ways. He wants you thinking crazy, folks talking about me, folks backbite me, folks going out. That's why he wants, that's confusion. But the creator of our mind mm -hmm. says when our neurons are in sync, that's what causes great memories. Go ahead, Pastor. He said somewhere in there it says, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. You huh. can't have the mind of Christ unless you're getting into the word. If you're letting that word get in your mind. And a lot of times that voice that we're listening to ain't the voice of the Lord. Amen. Who you spend most of your time with is going to have the most influence on your life, saints. Yes. Who yes. you spending the most time with is going to have the most influence. You can tell by a person, like uh, uh, Have Mercy said, your audios, who you watching. You can sit <laughs> this thing and you can watch the most worst movies in the world. And before you know it, you're going to start talking like that. Yep. You can tell who you hang around with, how your conversation. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, it, uh, I remember this when I was growing up, there was an evangelist. Yes. She decided that she was going to save this young man. This young man 
drank from sunrise to sunset. And she was going to save that young man. And she started hanging around him. <laughs> what do y'all think happened? Notice I she, said this evangelist. She got drunk. She became an alcoholic. She became worse than that. <laughs> and within six months, she had totally changed to being worse than he was. So a lot of times, saints, some things that you try to do, God ain't ready for you to do it. Or we try to go ahead of God in different things. We say that God has told us to do this, and but God didn't tell you. Come on. You decided that God told you. And that's why I was talking when we I was talking with uh, Have Mercy last week. I had told him to continue to do what you're doing till God change you. A lot of times we want to act like somebody. We want to mimic what somebody else is doing. I can't preach like pastor. I can't I can't preach like overseer. But I'm gonna do it the way God has told me to do it until. Mm -hmm. I get to where God moves me to where I am. So a lot of times, saints, you can't move ahead of God. You can't act like you doing something when you're not really into it. Like Pastor saying, the new neurons ain't in you yet. God ain't moved you to that level yet. You can't do ahead of what God has called you to do. So I often say, continue to do what you're doing till God moves you to where he wants you. Wherever God has you at now is where he wants you to be. Continue to be yourself until God gives you the mind to be where he wants you to be. Amen. Like he said, what we read, what we watch, what we perceive, what we receive, what we listen to, who we hang out with, all play a part of what we remember. Our memories create us, especially when the neurons are out of sync. Come your, on. If your neurons are out of sync, you're in one of the most dangerous positions that could ever be. Jesus in that desert, if he didn't know who his father was, if he couldn't identify his self-identity, he would have been in trouble. Come on. It is beyond important. Just like those 12 men from the 12 tribes, they represented everybody, 12 tribes. They saw a lot of stuff, every stone had a great memory. And the Bible said it's still to that day, to this day, when it was written, it was written, it's gonna be there to this day. Read the scripture. We've got to remember from the time we took our first breath, everything that we could about Jesus and learned till the time we take our last breath. We've got to know that we know that we know that we know that we know who our father is. If not, your mind is going to be played with. You're going to be Satan whooped. We've got to remember Jesus. That should be our strongest memory. If you don't remember nothing else, because returning back to him counsels it out, everything else out. Amen. He redeemed you. He redeemed me. Yes. And Satan has no authority over us. That's why God lets us think on our own. He gives us a choice. We go to him and repent. He don't beat us down to repent. He lets us think on our own. Unlike Satan. Satan will come and try to steal your mind. And convince yes. you that everything yes. that's right is wrong. And then you'll find yourself living a lie as though it were true. Our memories are so 
important. And I would just want to jump back to that first question during Sunday school. What is your tombstone going to say? I'm going to ask you, what is your obituary going to say about you? Come on. How are people going to remember you? Are they going to remember you as someone whose yays was their yay? Or was it going to be with their nays? Are they going to find you out a, a street, street walker, street person? Are you one that was fighting all the time? Are you one that was lying all the time? Are you one starting trouble Come all on. the time? Or are they going to be able Come to put on there honestly without having to Come have on. their neurons get off sync when they read your obituary because they know they're lying? Come on. What are people going to say about you? Your name should be on them stones that were stacked on the side of the Jordan so that people can come back and say, maybe if they did it for Dr. Carroll, they could do it for someone else. You should be coming back this way in just a minute. We ought to take our memories and recognize them as a gift from God and not just any old fly-by thing. He gave them to us for a reason. And he that told part. us how to work with the reasons. He told us how to work with the memories. He said, go back and revisit. Why to revisit? Because you're putting your neurons thinking back in place. It's back in your hands, Assistant Pastor. Amen. We we have to understand saints that we are going to be tested daily and how you pass that test is going to be um based on what's in you i think someone said what's in you will come out of you and a lot of times we sometimes surprise ourselves by the things that come out of us because we don't realize how advanced we are or how far God has moved us up. A lot of people think they were, they're where they are last week when you're not, saints. God has elevated you. God has moved you to a new place. So the devil will tell you you ain't changed. The devil will tell you you still what you are or what you was, but right. you begin to see a change in you. You notice that you don't get angry like you used to. You notice yeah. you have a sympathy for people. You yes. notice there's yes. a change in your walk. There's uh -huh. a change in your talk, but the devil will try to blind you into thinking you're where you were, but you keep on doing what God has called you to do. You keep on getting, the more of God you get in you, there's got to be a change. You can't Come walk on. the way you walk, used to walk when God started walking in you. you the, your talk can't be the same when God starts speaking through you. So a lot of times when God start working on the inside, there's gonna be a change on the outside. And it may be gradual, it may be overnight. I think Overseer said he was just walking and the Lord hit him. And when he came to, he didn't know what had happened. Folks said he was like a madman rolling around on the floor. So when God hits you, saints, there's going to be a change. You may not even realize that there's a change. But when you open your mouth, God's going to begin to speak. Go ahead, Pastor. Something just came to mind that I thought was interesting. Thank you, Jesus. God gave instructions for those 12 men to represent the 12 tribes to build these, this carn of rocks for memory purposes. But if, if I remember correctly, Joshua, on his own decision, built his own he built his own palo rocker, not because God told him to, simply because he wanted to. Hmm. Hmm. Sometimes we have to create memories, walk rights. People are watching us represent right because people are watching us, not just because God says to, 
but because we carry the spirit of God within us and we want to. That's good, Pastor. That's what he gave me. And it's like you said, a lot of times God's going to tell you to go left when everybody else is going right. In other words, you're not going to be able to follow everybody else. God has called some of us to be leaders. That part. And you've got to understand that things are going to be different in your life. So I just say, let's, let's work on the memorial. But from a different angle. It's like Pastor saying, what are people saying about you today how are people thinking about you today what's your memorial gonna say and we can start building that memorial today if yes, you don't yes. like the way things are today you can start today i think i have mercy has said don't wait to tomorrow because tomorrow ain't promised that's good that's good so a lot of times, saints, if we start today, he said, a day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Mm. If God is talking to you today, saints, he's letting you know that today can be the start of a new thing. You don't have to wait till tomorrow to start. You can start right now, saints, starting today, building a different memorial. Hey. Yes, sir. something came something came to mind. I'm at this I'm at this track meet with my uh, God baby. So, so it's funny that we have things that we have to do in life when we're trying to grow and do, do things differently. If you treat your walk like a like a like a sporting event, the, the better you practice at doing something a certain way, the better you become at it, the easier it'll be. I just had to chastise my God, baby. <laughs> so she wanted to walk around the thing and be lazy. Yeah, but you doing that because ain't you think nobody see you? I saw you, and I'm far from God. God see everything, so we should be practicing, trying to do everything we possibly can to do better to make our memorial service what it is. Right. Amen. And that's so true. You know. Oh, go ahead. You know. I was oh, I, I've been thinking and um I've been I've I've been trying to figure out, you know, I had a TV in my room and and I was watching Cowboys and Indians. And then you know, I usually wake up with the spirit of God, and then one morning I woke up with cowboys on my mind. I got that TV out of my room so fast, so fast, <laughs> so fast I couldn't understand. You know, that, I said, get that TV out of here. It's messing with my spirit. <laughs> and uh, and it was it was playing all night, so it got in my subconscious. So mm -hmm. hearing you guys talk about uh, things lingering into your into your neurons, uh, memory that you really don't want, um, it, it reminded me of that TV. You know that now I don't have a TV, and now I can I can listen to my untainted word. And and scriptures flow out of me, and so and then when I heard that the man just that just the guy that just got on there, uh, I heard him say that you got to practice, you got to practice it or uh, implicate new habits in your life to uh, to develop a, a better a better life, and so I've been listening to the word and listening to the whole Bible, and so so my I. Uh, my neurons or whatever pastor be saying, my memory is, is the word. And, and it makes me feel better. It makes me think better. It makes me a healthier individual to be around rather than that, that gangbanger and all that, all that, that, uh, that, that girl that enjoyed alcohol or enjoyed the, 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 the worldly part of my life, you know? Um, and it makes me look at people differently. I went to a, 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 a Black Lives Matter meeting yesterday for Matthew Tucker, uh, a guy that died. And uh, I heard the mother say that 
you, we got to learn to write our own scenarios. Instead of giving, she said, don't give the, the, the police a chance to write the scenario. Even for my life, I'm writing my own scenario by listening to the word so that I can, so that I can have a different picture or a different upload of uh, memory. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I like what you guys are saying this morning. I, I ain't got nothing else to say. I'm having a problem with my, with my, um, with my Zoom. That's why I'm not, you guys can't see me. Um, but I love you guys, okay? I think when Pastor had brought that up this morning about the neurons, we, we we have to think, saints, that you know when your mind ain't right. Come on. You may on. not admit it, but you know when when something's coming out of you that ain't right. You Come know on. when your behavior ain't where it's supposed to be. That's you ever, I, I've heard people say, oh my God, if I could have just caught them words before they came out. But yes, once sir. it leaves you, saints, it's out there. Wow. So the scripture even says to guard your mouth. Guard yes, what you said, but you can't guard it if you don't have no desire to guard it. Come yeah, on. Yeah. But pass. Yeah. Even in those rare occasions, those rare occasions, where you've been so far removed from that practice, you know what I mean, that, that good practice, and you don't really realize it, as soon as it come out, though, and it's mm -hmm. done, you convict it. So even yeah. if we make those mistakes, come on. I, I, I tell my sons all the time, when they was growing up, I said, look, the caliber of man is not measured by the mistakes he makes, but by how, but by how he fit, uh, fixes them. So mm -hmm. it's not an excuse. We still will be striving to be Christ-like. But when you Say make those again. mistakes, what's up? What's up? Which one? The caliber of man. Say that again. The caliber of man is not measured by the mistake that he makes, but by he, by but by how he tries to fix it or how he handles it. Okay. And that's not gender specific. Yeah. But speaking, man is a human. So in those times when we make those mistakes. We got to make sure that we go back and fix them. Um, back to right. the, the, the accountability. Because you're going to be held accountable for it mm -hmm. eventually. But it's always better to get it intact now. I mean, write, those, write that memorial now. Yeah, that dude man made a mistake. But what he's not going to do is not, is, is not going to take ownership for it. Right. That, that's, that, that's been something that I, I, I've taken on myself. I mean, and then you get to a point where you're not making the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good preaching you so right there. You be, you be so comfortable in your in, in your sin or your behaviors that you keep fall used to fall in that in that in that pothole. Yeah, you be so comfortable, you run to jump right into the pothole because you 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 become um, acclimated to your 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 raggedy behavior, and that's not cool. That's not cool. So I think um, that the. Um, I think that the people, because of the flesh, are going to always remember what you did in your past. They, 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 they grow these sinful muscles from that. It makes them feel like they're greater. And greater. <laughs> That's good. They always remember that part. But again, I would rather, if somebody was reading my obituary, and they were being honest, and they brought up my bad parts, I would love to make sure that the end of it says, but oh, when God saved her. That's when it's a, it's a, a real story. Amen. That's when it's speaking truth. And that's so true, Pastor. A lot of times we allow what people to say to dictate our actions. Mm -hmm. Sure, you can say what I used to do, but you also got to come to the grips that what am I doing now? Come on. And so often, if we allow God to continue to work despite what people saying about us, people will also see the change in you. Yes. They will recognize, say, hey, people stand up for you and say, hey, you can't be talking about that person like that. I know that person. You talking I'm, about I'm, what they used to be. I'm going to give you one before I get up off here. When I was raising my sons, they uh, 
I done some things with some money. I didn't, I didn't finagle some stuff. I didn't, I didn't hustle. I didn't, I didn't done some stuff. And once I had made my change, my son was in boot camp, and I was striving to be a different person. And you know, I got sick, and I was in the hospital. It was a rest. It was cool. I got stung by something or bit by something, and we were talking. He came, they, him and my other son came and visited me in the hospital. I said, dude, I don't know what's going on. He said, Dad, look, I don't like. It bothers me how you used to handle money. I don't necessarily trust you. And that hurt. <laughs> it hurt initially. Mm-hmm. But being able, but being able to truthfully, not with no BS, not with no facade, no lies, but to truthfully say to him, I'm not that person anymore. That was the greatest mm-hmm. feeling in the world. Yes. Yeah. That was the greatest feeling in the world. Because, I mean, I'm, that's not me anymore. And it helped my relationship with him, helped my relationship with my other son, but it also helped my relationship with God to realize, dude, yeah, you were that dude, but that's not you now. Right. Now, what, what's the next change we're about to make? Yes. You know what I mean, I can't, it's, it's, it, it, I'm, not, I'm not one of them super deep kind of dudes, that's not me, but we gonna keep it just brass tacks, just exactly what it is. When you were lifting little weights, you lifted little weights. At some point, you have to not be stagnating in your growth. And that's in every aspect of what we talk about. So you have to get more weight in. If you ain't getting more weight in, you got to get more reps. Something There's got to be an increase someplace. Yeah. Okay. So you guys continue to do what you're doing. How you doing? Nice shoes. You guys continue doing what you're doing. I'm going to get off of here and go chastise my God, baby, some more before I go on home. <laughs> Okay. Love you guys. You guys be blessed. Yeah. Keep me in your prayers. Hey, uh, pass. If you want, you can share that praise report later on. Okay. All righty. All right. I'm out. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Amen. And we have to realize that, saints. If God is moving you, let God continue to move you. Don't allow people to keep you from where God has placed you or where God is moving you to. If God's got you on the highway to heaven, don't get back on that dirt road. The devil try to tell you to take that detour, uh-uh, I'm gonna stay on the highway that God has me on. And like Pastor saying, let them new neurons continue to flow in God's given direction. Yes. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, Pastor Grant, why don't you dismiss us in prayer? Uh, before we dismiss, okay. uh, saints, we really fell short this month on our obligations. I mean, really fell short. So uh, we got to do better. Okay. You guys, please Amen. take heed to that note. Please take heed to Just, that note. Uh, just a, a small reminder, ladies. Uh, June is a uh, Father's Day month. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All righty. Anything else? Prophetess Grant? All right. Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity of learning. We thank you for this opportunity of serving you, oh God. God, I pray right now that anybody under the sound of my voice, God, is, is, is blessed, oh God. God, I pray that we all keep a, respent, a repentant spirit, oh God. I, I pray that if we make mistakes, oh God, that we are willing to, to clear it out and, and redo it in, in the right way. Oh, God, I ask that you send the ministering angels, the warring angels, the guardian angels, and the healing angels to encamp about every home under the sound of my voice. I ask that you ignite a fire in our, in our bellies again, oh, God. Oh, God, re, rejuvenate each and every one that is on, under the sound of my voice. Oh, God, anoint people afresh and anew, God, for this is a new, new day. And we thank you for allowing us to wake up. We thank you for the the fiery conversation of each and every one that spoke this morning oh god but more than anything god 
We ask that you renew a right spirit in everybody under the sound of my voice, oh God. Clear the path. Make, make this day be a day of blessings and make this day be filled with your, with your power and your presence, oh God. That each and every one under the sound of my voice would vow to serve you, God, and to, and to be empowered by you, God, and to give you your glory, oh God, for everything that they do, oh God. I pray that you magnify them, oh God. In the name of Jesus and God for my pastor, I ask you just to move mountains on her behalf, oh God, to embrace her, to love on her, God, to do for her what she can't do for herself, oh God. Oh God, make sure that that Pastor Mahone, God, um, Mahone, I'm alone, um, God, that you bless him this day, oh God, and that you empower them, God, to lead us to the promises of our future, oh God, to that we might be empowered with your word and strengthened in you. And bless Erica, Laquita, the man Fred, Carla, and everybody else that said the, the, the other God, God bless him. This had to trap me, oh God, bless them this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. His name is Have Mercy. His name is Have Mercy. Yeah. That's what we call him. Yes, ma'am. The other man at the track. <laughs> his name is Have, have Mercy. mercy though. Yeah, that's his, that's his nickname. I heard you. You know I'm silly. No, you are right. Just help us to remember. Is there anything else before we go? Um, on Are you going to do a yes. just, Are you going to do a schedule for the Resource Center? I am doing a schedule. Uh, you already have one? No, not yet. Okay. Just keep me I and guess. my grandparents as we travel up to Vegas for their anniversary on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Have a safe trip. Be grace. Yes, I'll be going to Victorville tomorrow. Okay, we're praying for that too. You guys have a great time. Oh, Pastor? Yes. Pastor, I will I will not be on next Sunday. I okay. my anniversary, me and my wife are going on a honeymoon. How many years? So, Five hundred years? What? So pretty years? close to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I might get it wrong. <laughs> oh, okay, well, don't say it. I don't get you in no trouble today. I know. <laughs> it's too close to my anniversary to get in trouble. <laughs> I know it. And so she my, grandparents, my grandparents will be celebrating their 60th anniversary. Mm. Wow. I, I ain't near that yet. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I think on God Wednesday, bless everybody. On Wednesday, let me say this and then we'll go. On Wednesday, if I my mind serves me right, um, they'll be bringing in uh, some more pallets of food at seven o'clock in the morning at the resource center. If any of you are available on that morning, um, it would be wonderful if you could come volunteer. If you can't, then I truly understand that too. Amen. All right. Okay, I'll see y'all later. Bye-bye.